Bulletcast for life. Get up, get up! This is a revolution! This is our time to rise! Hey, hey, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? You know the name, you know the voice, you know exactly why I'm here. Just in case if you don't, I am a 24-year-old piece of gold, the messiah of the microphone of the greatest sports recreational podcast from the world today. And yes, I am your bullet cast champion, just like Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, Roddy Strong, and Adam Cole, baby. This title reign is hashtag forever undisputed. For life, brother. But you know I never do it alone. He's my tag team partner, the Jimmy to my Jay, the Toad to my Arn, the Stevie Ray to my Booker T. Hell, he's the Kyle O'Reilly to my Bobby Fish. Ladies and gentlemen, host of the award-winning Under the Radar, host of creator of Curveballs and Cherry Shots, the first ever and eight-time Bullet Cast champion, the Canadian Destroyer, BT, Brandon Tanguma. Brandon, it's Thursday. You know what we're here to do. How you doing, buddy? Hi, Philip. You know, I'm doing okay, but there's there's some things going on in the world right now. You know, another unarmed black man has been murdered by the police, and everyone in the sporting world is protesting, rightfully so. So, you know, just another day in 2020. Wait, I thought he was paralyzed. He died? Well, shoot, shooting. Okay. Shooting, but you know, there's probably many more that we don't even talk about. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's still very unfortunate the fact that this keeps happening. I saw something on Instagram, uh, not to. We'll, we'll just jump into it. Sure, why not? You know, saw something on Instagram and it uh, it said uh, Mamie Till, who was the mother of Emmett Till, uh, he was murdered. Is too nice of a word to say what happened to that young man back in 1955 in Money, Mississippi. But she he- held an open casket funeral for her son, so they can see the way they maimed and de- and de- uh, defaced her her son. We th- that should have been it. You know, Rodney King getting beaten up by the police and was it 91 92 that should have been it but you know we've over the years we've had too many more you know oscar grant trayvon martin jerome davis george floyd of this year and uh now this this gentleman who was shot in front of his children you know it's it's too much it's too much like i said ladies and gentlemen all lives can't matter until black lives do but just uh just moving away from that uh, I conducted an interview yesterday with Anthony Trevino. He is the uh, promoter of Agua Underground Wrestling Alliance. They uh, hold all their shows at the Ritz in San Jose. Brandon, I, I'm sure you've seen the posters for Agua. Whenever shows start up again, we going, man? He said he'd put us on the VIP list. I mean, if we're put on the VIP list, and that means we're like socially distanced from all the, the lower-level peasants, right? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> hold on. Hey, I didn't know Brandon was this much of a diva. Wait. I'm just trying to be safe, you know. Look, I ain't trying to, I ain't trying to get no COVID. Absolutely, man. But you know, we 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 gotta we, we gotta uh, show some love to the nation. I put up a poll, and it's pretty uh, uh, predominant that bullet bulletcast nation is what we're gonna be rocking with, man. BC Nation, I like it. I like it a lot. But uh, we are here to talk pro wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. So on SmackDown, Jeff Hardy wins the Intercontinental Championship. He defeats the phenomenal AJ Styles. Jeff Hardy becomes a five-time Intercontinental Champion. Only two other men have held five Intercontinental Championships. One is Triple H, WWE Hall of Famer. Another man, uh, he was on NXT commentary this past Wednesday, which was Wade Barrett. So, Brandon, what are your thoughts on Hardy racking up another IC title? Good for him, I guess. I mean, the story, they got a little bit into it you know for the last few weeks so it's not like this was 
a big old culmination of Jeff Hardy versus AJ Styles. I don't know if it's a title change for the sake of a title change because there was only one on SummerSlam, so might as well have another one on SmackDown. It's the first day with the Thunderdome, so they're trying to make all these big moves and get people invested because WWE is making all these different changes because they're trying to put different shades of lipstick on the pig that is their just overall creative process, but I digress. Jeff Hardy winning the IC Championship. I mean, fine, I guess. I don't really have anything major to say because it's the IC title. It's not been treated that great. I mean, yeah, Jeff Hardy might be one of their bigger stars, but it's not like he's been treated with any, uh, you know, he's not being protected by any means over there on SmackDown. That was just like going from AJ Styles to Jeff Hardy. It is what it is. Two two stellar standouts, I'm, I might add, though. I mean, come on, you know? We, we, we need to get the IC title back to its prominence. I, I feel like once they changed the design of it, that's when it all just went downhill. Do we need to put the title back on The Miz? Do we need to do that again? Is he the only guy that can make this title prestigious? Not with what, what him and Morrison are doing. God, no. Oh, oh no, no, absolutely not. Well, outside of the ring, apparently there will be a WWE draft this year. It should be taking place in October. Um, as Vince says, it's time to shake things up again. Brandon, who, who do you want to see go to where? What feuds do you want to see? Talk to the people. Talk to the nation. Well, when you have a draft every year and seemingly everyone kind of gets shuffled around, it's kind of hard for me to imagine, you know, try to fantasy book. I'm like, oh, my God, it'd be so cool if this person went over to this. And I was just looking on the Instagram yesterday and WWE posted a video or a photo of like the first day Rey Mysterio debuted on Raw and the first day Dominic Mysterio post was debuting on Raw. And it's like Rey Mysterio's Raw debut wasn't until I think 2008. So he for six years, he was on SmackDown. We don't get any of that these days. We don't get just like the quote unquote SmackDown six that just are always there and stay there. And then when they move over to Raw, it's a really big deal. And then you have all these fantasy matchups that you can go back to. So, I mean... With the WWE draft, it's just everyone gets shuffled eventually. And I don't even remember. It feels like, oh, feels like the mailman's at the door. We've had like, you know, the same, you know, four or five drafts and everyone just gets shuffled around and no one really stays in a certain draft or in a certain place. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember that 2008 draft. I think 2008, that, that, that was one of my favorite ones. I do remember Ray going over to Raw. It was such a big deal, like you just said. I mean, with, with the current drafts we've had, I mean, AJ didn't make it over to Raw. Over to Raw until 20, what, 2019? So he technically bypassed, like, two drafts and stayed on SmackDown. Sure. Uh, Roman always stayed on Raw, so did, until he got moved to SmackDown last year. And, excuse me, so did uh, Seth always stayed on Raw. But, I, I, yeah, we, we need a core group of people to just stay on uh, SmackDown. I mean, you look at it now, you have Braun, The Fiend, AJ, Jeff, and uh, Miz, and Roman. Let all those guys just stay on SmackDown. I'm I, I'm not opposed to that, you know? You could have a couple of the mid-card guys switch around between SmackDown and Raw or whatever. If you need to make a big jump, then you, you, you can. But uh, I... Actually, you know what? Move a... Move a guy like Seth over to SmackDown. Let him change it up, you know? Let him do something different. I, th- I think that'd be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I am interested to see what they do with the uh, draft once it does happen. As there is a motorcycle outside of my uh, apartment. Jesus Christ. All right, uh, WWE Untold, Sasha Banks versus Bayley, NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. Uh, the first one back in 2015. 
It was special. It's in my top ten favorite wrestling matches of all time. Brandon, did, did you actually watch this? Philip, guess what? What? I actually did watch this about on damn, Sunday. It's about damn time. I know. I'm such a great podcaster. I watch the product. Even though they don't tell me to watch it, I still watch it anyways. I'm so proud of you, man. Mainly because the network was still on after we did the podcast, after we did the recap. I was like, you know what? I'll sit here and watch this. Why not? What'd you think? Well, I quite enjoyed it. You know, we you got the whole breaking kayfabe thing going on, but that's just, it's like its own little universe, one might say. So I think for what it is, I thought it was really cool. They pretty much like kind of went move for move and just kind of did what each one of them was thinking in that moment. Obviously, a big time match, a monumental match for WWE women's history, because it I mean, let's be honest, it's probably the best women's match in WWE history. And I mean, I, I you know, I love Sasha and Bailey. I think they're both great workers, great wrestlers. And I think they uh, told a very nice story in the ring and on this documentary. Absolutely, man. I really enjoyed it. You know, uh, Bailey thinking like her hand may have been broken again because she had just recovered from a broken hand. And then Sasha kicked uh, the steps. It was just it was so poetic, man. Like, I, I still have I, I don't think I've ever watched it back. I just have great fond memories of it, you know? And to see Seth Rollins in the crowd crying, the WWE champion at the time, crying because he, he knew how special this moment was. I mean, that it was just great. And just the live crowd atmosphere, man. Oh, God, I miss it, dude. I miss it so much, man. Just to be in that and experience a great show like when we were at Double or Nothing. Just, just being in a crowd in general, like experiencing wrestling, I miss that so much. Hopefully we can get back to it in a very safe manner, but uh, we, we have to take all the precautions. All in all, this was a very good WWE Untold and WWE Timeline. Have you been seeing that on the network, Brandon? Of course I have, Philip. You, no, you haven't. No, you haven't. They just did Styles versus Cena, and that 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 series was absolutely amazing. They have Edge and... Not, not Edge, but Orton and Christian on there now and I'm like oh my god that's 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 probably one of my favorite series of matches was Orton and, and Christian well I think we'll talk WWE timeline next week on the show give Brandon some time to catch up yeah yeah all right um the Bella twins reveal the names of their babies I can't pronounce uh Nikki Bella's fiance's last name so I just gave the kid the last name Bella uh Mateo Bella yes and then uh Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella named their kid Buddy Dessert Danielson. Good for them. Kids are going to be a tag team in about 20, 20 years. Excited for what they do. And as I rightfully predicted, because this is always what happens when celebrities have babies, especially when twins have babies a day apart, they are on the, they sold their exclusive whatever photo reveal rights to People Magazine. As I rightfully predicted on my other show that it curveballs and chair shots, which you can listen every Friday That's and every- points and doinks every Tuesday. Wait, wait, what? Shout out points and doinks. What? Fantasy- what, what is that? It's a fantasy football recap show. If you guys we need some fantasy football help, your boy will help you. Brandon, he's a he's a he's a man of many talents, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely. All right. Inside of the ring, Ring of Honor is going to be start running tapings again. And guess who's going to be there? EC3. Trouble, 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 trouble. So, Brandon, thoughts on EC3 being at Ring of Honor tapings and thoughts about Ring of Honor running tapings again? 
Yeah, it's been a while since ROH has done some some tapings. I mean, they're kind of the last. They're pretty much the one major company that has held off and hasn't really done anything. EC3, you know, I've catched a little bit of what he's been doing over there on Impact. It, it definitely is different than what his incarnation in WWE and TNA before that was. So, I mean, ROH, I think they need all the help they can get especially with some travel bans and maybe some some of their top-end wrestlers not being able to show up. So EC3 showing up, I think he can be a good addition. Yeah, ROH is usually a heavily in-ring-based product, but I think these days, I think EC3 can get away with some things. Absolutely. Uh, if you guys wonder why we don't talk about uh, Impact Wrestling on this show, there's another show that doesn't under the Bullycast umbrella. Go check out Into the Stratosphere with Cindy G from NoDQ.com. Uh, she's she's doing some nice work over there. Episode two was released. What was it? I think I think it was. Uh, I think I released it yesterday. Yeah. So go check that out. You know, probably release a little teaser so you guys can get a, get a feel for the show. All right. But um, when we come back, we're going to talk about this day in wrestling. Got a lot of got a lot of SummerSlams to talk about. So we are going to hear from uh, Brandon. You're going to tell us about curveballs and chair shots, right? Yes, sir. What's up, everyone? It's Brandon. If you love sports and wrestling like I do, then check out my other podcast, Curveballs and Chair Shots. Every Friday, me and my illustrious co-host, Dominic Hobson, talk the biggest news from the MLB, NFL, NBA, and so much more. We also cover some things we don't talk about here on the Bulletcast, including a weekly NXT recap. You can listen to Curveballs and Chair Shots wherever you get your podcast. Just simply search Curveballs and Chair Shots. Now let's get back to the show. And we're back! Yay! Go, go, go subscribe to Curveballs and Cherish That's ladies and gentlemen. Like, share, subscribe, all that stuff. Follow us on Instagram, Curveballs and CS. Yeah, yes, they're, they're Very on the, active on the Instagram. They're on the gram. I love it. I love it, dude. I love it a lot. All right, this day in wrestling, SummerSlam 1990. I think we had, uh, I, I, I want to say, I think Rick Rude versus Ultimate Warrior was supposed to happen, but it didn't happen. I don't know. There's 30 years ago on this day. That's, that's amazing. I see clearly. Mick Foley and Mikey Whipwreck win the ECW Tag Team titles on this day, 1994. SummerSlam, 1995. We have the ladder match rematch for the Intercontinental Championship. Razor Ramon versus Shawn Michaels. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. Um, we also have SummerSlam 2000, 20 years ago today. You have a triple threat between, what is it, Triple H, The Rock, and Kurt Angle for the WWF title. You have uh, Raw on this day in 2001. I think Hurricane won the Cruiserweight title on that day. Sting and Kurt Angle won the TNA Tag titles on this day in 2007. Luna Vachon passes away on this day in 2010. Ten years ago, Jesus. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter is 72. Uh, the worst wrestler in the history of the business, the Great Khali, is 48. And one of the best female wrestlers of all time, Jazz, is 47. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, I will not sit here... Calling the great Kali the worst wrestler in the business. When have I, you seen a Giant Gonzalez match? Have you seen a Gete? Um, look, I'll take Giant Gonzalez over uh over Great Kali all day. Giant Gonzalez didn't kill anybody in the ring. Okay. Yeah. Surprising that he's a year older than Jazz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really is. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, fan mail, yay! I know everybody's excited for the fan mail here. I think we got one, another one of those pictures, and I actually have to send it to Brandon. So, where is that at? If it will download... Nope, that's not it. Jesus. Great audio, ladies and gentlemen. Great audio. Alright, we'll just go to Hootie Who 420. Hootie Who. 
what in the bloody hell did they do to Keith Lee? Like, what the... I'm not going to say that word, but you you, you, you get it. Uh, what yeah. the truck? What the truck? Yeah, man. They, uh, they, they changed up the boy... The boy Keith Lee, man. Are we going to talk about it right now, or should we wait? Ah! Go for it right now, man. Go for it right now. Well, it all started when Keith Lee comes out. They have the regular intro, Bask in His Glory, and then they just hit the record scratch. They just completely change up his music. Utter trash. I mean, I think when we did our like top, our favorite theme songs of all time, I might have given Keith Lee a shout-out because that song is a straight banger and i don't understand why they just completely changed it keith lee tweeted out that it's out of his control but he will try to change it and then uh comes... I'm, I'm sorry sorry to cut you off apparently there, that was a licensing issue or something like that i don't know how is it a licensing issue i i i, I, they I, I don't literally know. play it on the exact same network under the exact same umbrella wwe these are the things i hear these are the things i hear when he is the person who is singing the song. I have, dude, I have no idea. Maybe the composer left and, and wanted the rights to it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know these things, bro. And then he goes and has the match with Randy Orton, which I, we'll probably get more in depth. But they, they put a, they make him wear like some skin tight, whatever suit thingy majiggy. A compression, and then he, a compression shirt and some. And then, and then he's wearing like some skirt or I don't even know if it's a skirt or if it's a, if it's shorts. They were, but, they were shorts. They were shorts. But anyways, uh, I mean, I understand why they did it, because I always kind of wondered what Vince McMahon would think of Keith Lee's body type and then pairing it with those really tight shorts. But it, my worst fears came to fruition where they're just completely changing up Keith Lee because, you know, he's fat. So you got to make him not fat. Well, dude, Vince is still a body guy. I mean, why do you think Nakamura, Nakamura wears that uh, weird suit now? He's still a body guy till this day, and he's been in this business for like almost I know Nakamura. Years. Yeah, I don't know who Nakamura is. Nakamura, Nakamura. Yeah, there, there we go. Um, yeah, so I mean, he's still a body guy. The shorts, I don't mind them. I, I, I like the shorts. They're, they're fine. The music, it, it changed. You know, it, it's okay. It's okay, guys, guys. It is not okay. I look, will, I will die on that hill. It he put okay. Dusty in polka dots, and Dusty broke through. It's okay. It is okay, guys. That's because Dusty performed in front of a crowd. What? There were people there. There was also a KKK member. There was also uh, Chris Heading. Chris Benoit. There, there was there was a lot of people there. Yeah, you, you know we, this is why we can't have nice things, guys. Don't like really stop acting like children. Just sit there and be honored that you're a part of that experience. What's wrong with you people? You people legit make me sick. You piss me off. I'm disgusted with you. Like, oh, let me put a picture of the guy they banned from this company. Let me put him up there. That That's funny. Ha, 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 No, that's not funny. That's stupid and disturbing. There are people that can't even utter his name because of what he did and don't even want to see his face, and you think that's okay? Just put that on national television? You, you're repulsive. You're absolutely stupid. Are you telling me, Philip, that wrestling fans were being stupid? Yes, look, what? Why, why can't we be like Japanese fans? They get to go to wrestling shows because they listen. They listen. They wear them. Because ma- their government has the pandemic under control. Absolutely. That too. That too. We're God. not going to get political, even though we got political within the first 30 seconds. J- Jesus, I don't don't get me started, man. I'm, I'm, I'm running for it. All right, Dan, he's, I sent you the picture. Brandon, are, are you looking at it? I hope you're looking at it. Please tell me you're looking at it. 
All right, I got it. All right. Pick two moments of the rest will be erased from history. Number one, Austin 316 promo. Two, the pipe bomb. Four, or no, three, Kofi Mania. Um, you have the NWO was formed. You have Daniel Bryan's WrestleMania 30 moment. Uh, Becky becomes the man. Shane buys WCW. Mick Foley gets thrown off a hell in the cell. And the woman's main event from WrestleMania. Oh, man. I, 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 Brandon, this is going to be hard for you. You know, th- three of your favorites all, all in the same thing. I know, but I think I have the one that I'm going to, that I'm going to go with. So f- I'm going to kind of just run through all of them. Well, I'm going to run through the ones that I'm not going to pick. So Austin 316, I think Austin would have gotten over. He was getting super hot to begin with. He won the King of the Ring. I think even though he doesn't, if he doesn't cut that promo, he still would still be stone cold. Dana Bryan winning at WrestleMania 30. I mean, they were pretty much on the brink of that anyways. And Daniel Bryan, let's be honest, he did get injured, and then he didn't really do anything after that. So even if he doesn't get the victory, we're pretty much in the same exact boat we were. The man being born, she was getting over to begin with. It's kind of the same boat as Stone Cold, I think, that she would have been able to get over, and she was going to have that match against Ronda Rousey. It was going to—I mean, the match was already— kind of getting built up and highly anticipated to begin with. And then the match, I think. And then also, if she, this moment never happened, she wouldn't have broken her nose and she would have had that match against Ronda Rousey. Shane buying WCW, I don't know what this exactly means because I can also go and like, oh, this means that WCW was never bought with to begin with. So then maybe we still would have WCW. So I definitely would want to erase that moment. Kofi Mania, you know, I love Kofi. I mean... It, let's be honest, it's it, it's not that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things because Kofi just was not treated the way he should have been treated. Mankind thrown off the hell in a cell. I know a lot of people like it. I, I'm, I mean, it's cool. I, I've never been that big of a fan of it because it was very dangerous. The women's main event of WrestleMania, I mean, I don't, I don't know how to like sound like say something about it without being sexist. So I'm just going to leave it at that. The NWO being formed and the pipe bomb. I think those are the two that I will pick because the NWO started pretty much the Monday Night Wars, blah, 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 even though we got a lot of bad things because of it afterwards. But I'll pick that and then the pipe bomb because it kind of came out of nowhere. And who knows what CM Punk would have been if he never cut that pipe bomb. He might have just left the company and been doing what he did now, but we never would have got the summer of punk. So those are the two I'm picking. All right, uh, we're picking one of the same. I am picking the Summer of Punk. I, me- I remember this time vividly. I've said it before on the show. I was favoring TNA over WWE at this time. I remember Bobby Roode. He was the world champion over there, and I liked what he was doing. And then CM Punk sat down on a stage in Las Vegas in July of 2011 and cut this unbelievable promo. I guess this is what it was like when Austin was running wild. I mean, not exactly to the extent, but you know, just the feeling of of, of rebellion and somebody who's against the authority that looks cool and that. Yeah, so I felt that, and I became a CM Punk fan all throughout high school. I was such a punk mark man, and we're both named Philip, so it just it just works out, you know. All right, and the other one I will pick, Brandon. Which one do you think I'm gonna pick? I don't know. Which one will you pick? I'm picking Kofi Mania, man. I am. Look, it, it's for sentimental values. I mean, me as a black man, to see another black man hold the top prize in the industry, the sport, and the business that I love so much, that means the world to me. Look, I know Dwayne was WWE champion before. Mark Henry held the big gold. Booker held the big gold. Ron Simmons held the WCW title. But that WWE championship, that is the cornerstone. That is the crown jewel 
of this business and for an African-born man to hold that championship, I legit, I legit cried. I shoot cried, guys. I did. I, I was so proud of it, man. I, I loved it. And I can't live without that moment. I really can't. Yeah. So that's, that, that's where I'm going. All right. We have another fan mail here. Robert Walker. Guys, two of my friends discovered AEW back in October and why both of them like it. One of them just doesn't get why uh, former WWE guys and former WWE champions have both only held the AEW world title. Well, it's simple, man. You know, Jericho needed to be the first champion in the company's history to establish that uh, it's it, it's here to do real good business. Adam Page wasn't really uh, built up yet, you know. And in the course of Jericho's run, uh, Moxley came in and... Uh, Really became a, a contender for the championship, and you know he's a guy that was also very well known. Look, WWE guys, they're, they're gonna they're gonna get the. Uh, I don't, I don't want to say they're gonna get more opportunities that other other guys won't, but you know, it helps to have back to back champions who were both well known by a larger wrestling audience. I mean, look at it. It's like when WCW came on Nitro when what was it '95, and their first big pay per view after that, they put the WC t title on Flying Brian. It's not a knock to Brian Pillman. It's just like, you know, th that just wouldn't happen. You know, this th this guy that has a decent following, but not a large following, you don't just put the title on him. So that's why those guys have held the world title. C could you attest to that, Brandon? Yeah, but, I mean, if we go back to our predictions for All Out, I specifically was going back and forth because I felt... If AEW wants to start off on the right foot and they want to show that they are different than WWE, they would put the title on Hangman Page because he isn't a former WWE guy. And then they go to John Moxley with the next ch uh, champion, which I I much more ag I agree with that one because he's completely different than his Dean Ambrose character. Yes, Chris Jericho is completely different than what he was in WWE, but I just felt. The John Moxley aspect, the John Moxley winning the championship, he felt a lot more like a, an AEW guy than Chris Jericho did when he won the championship. And I think we're moving towards that direction where we're going to get our first AEW guy to get the championship. I mean, I still don't think MJF is going to get the win. I think we're more likely to maybe get either a heel Kenny. I, I want to say a heel Cody as well, but also he's a WWE guy. So that's kind of a thing. And with all these kind of releases and we get uh, Matt Cardona coming into the fold, we're going to get we're getting some other former WWE guys. I don't know how much AEW really wants to lean into that because they don't want to turn into TNA where it was seen as, you know, a vacation home for ex WWE guys to just come in, collect a paycheck. Don't do a whole lot. Don't put a whole lot of effort in. But they get TV time in the meantime. Yeah, it, it 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 it's 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 a it's a slippery slope, you know. It it it's a very touchy subject for those those fans that complain about WWE guys getting getting these opportunities, but you know, they have a larger name even though if their name changes like Moxley did, but you know, they they, they, they their face is still well known. That's that's what I'm going to get at. All right, and Brightest Day X. Oh my goodness, this is a novel. Shout out Mr. X. Shout out Mr. X. All right, uh, I'll read. I'll read a couple of them. Here we go. Is it is it me or is it weird that as soon as Keith Lee loses the NXT title, he just automatically goes to Raw, so he doesn't have a chance to get the title back. No chance to properly end the feud with Cross. Uh, don't get me wrong, Keith deserves to be a top star on the main roster, but his departure from NXT feels a little rushed to me. 
or did or did they just do this because Cross was injured? Uh, I think the plan was for him to just go up to Raw immediately. So, hey, that happens, man. That that's the old NXT guys didn't just stay. You know, you had the title, all right. You've lost it. It's time to go to the main roster. That's just what used to happen, and it happened again with Keith Lee. This whole Keith Lee situation just kind of seems like the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing because you put both titles on Keith Lee in early July. Okay, he's the main guy, top babyface. And then within a matter of a month and a half, he vacates one of the titles. So then you have to have a forced multi-man ladder match where the winner doesn't... I mean, yeah, he earns it technically, but it's not the same as beating Keith Lee for it. And then Keith Lee drops the title to Karrion Cross because Karrion Cross is the next big thing. And then he lo- and then he has to relinquish it because of injury. And I, I wonder if Keith Lee wasn't getting called up, would they just call an audible? Because as I said in the re- in the preview, I could see either one of those guys winning. So I wonder when the news came down that Karrion Cross separated his shoulder. I know in the moment, you know, wrestlers and everybody will say it's not as that big of a deal. I can continue. I can fight through this. But I wonder if Keith Lee wasn't getting called up, would they p- call an audible and make him win the t- championship? Because now you have the title completely vacated. So within a span of two months or within a span of a, a week, you're going to have two di- or three different championship champions when the NXT lineage, for the most part, you know, it's been quite a, a long lineage where you can kind of track everybody because everyone has a decent title reign. So it, it it's all over the place right now with NXT. It is all over the place. Uh, he also says this won't be a Finn Balor moment repeating itself for Karrion and Cross. Will it? I guess he means Finn winning a title and then separating his shoulder again also. Um, I don't know. I hope it isn't. We'll talk about Balor once we get to NXT. Should we already be worried uh, by Keith's horrible music change and horrible gear change? Or should we have faith when Keith uh, responded to the fans? Uh, no worries on social media by asking us to uh, be patient and he will handle it. Thank you, Mr. X. He knows what I'm talking about. He does know what you're talking about. Last up is the novel, so here we go. Well, will Roman win the title this Sunday? If he does, it could automatically jumpstart the anti-Roman anger again from fans, uh, unless they're playing into this take-no-prisoners aspect of Roman Reigns. That appears to be what they're uh, pushing. Also, what would it say about The Fiend if he loses? A loss now would be uh, detrimental to his character. Could Retribution get involved to help Roman with adding fuel to the fire that he is their leader? Huh. Uh, where does Braun go from here? I think The Fiend should win by using Braun and Roman against one another, putting them in a, a feud against one another, fighting over who will face Bray next. Keep The Fiend off TV for a while until Survivor Series, then have Roman face The Fiend at Survivor Series. If Roman wins there, I'd have no problem with that. Please excuse my ramblings. Uh, I'm a madman. <laughs> it's okay, Mr. X. It's okay. Um, I am very interested to see what we're, what's going to happen this Sunday. We are going to talk about it because we are doing predictions for payback. Um, with all that being said, let's go to uh, Monday Night Raw. Oscar retains the Raw Women's Championship in a Lumberjill match in a SummerSlam rematch. Um, I'm I'm not okay with this. I really I'm really not. Sasha never should have lost the championship in the first place. It it still pisses me off. Yeah. Yeah, this was another kind of quick match. I think both of these women could have 
a spectacular match. You could have built this up a lot more than what it was compared to just a throwaway match in the, you know, second hour or the third hour. And once again, Sasha loses clean. They continue on with the storyline of that. She can't defend her title. I know you, I know you don't like it. I understand where they're coming from. I just, I don't know. They keep saying like, Oh, you know, we don't have to do automatic title change or automatic rematches. So then don't do it. But then they're trying to fill TV time. They're trying to tell a story going into payback because for some reason they're going to have two back to back pay-per-views. It's all over the place right now. Look, this whole automatic title change or automatic rematch thing, you know, they said they weren't going to do that when they said we, the fan, were going to be in control. Look, here's what you do. You can have very limited automatic rematches. Certain stars have that in their contract, like a Sasha Banks, like a like a Roman Reigns, you know, big, big stars, you know, that that draw well, you do it to where if you hold it long enough, then you're granted an automatic rematch. If you can hold it for a significant amount of days, sure, that's that's fine too, you know. But let, let's let, let, let's spice it up, jazz it up. All right, Randy Orton attacks Drew McIntyre after McIntyre cuts a promo in front of the Thunderdome. He gets punted in the head once, gets punted in the head again. That's what you get for beating the greatest wrestler of our generation. Yeah, yeah, Drew. Yeah, thought the Drew promo was good. The Orton beatdown kind of expected to you would i was thinking okay they're gonna maybe just do another rematch but then obviously they're gonna do something different so they're gonna continue on with this feud after next week we're gonna have to see what happens this sunday but i thought overall you know everyone kind of just played the role as expected nothing too spectacular just kind of i mean we have seen this so many times with drew cutting a promo like this and then orton doing an attack like this yeah yeah uh, Randy Orton goes out to cut a promo, and he gets interrupted by Keith Lee. You can still bask in his glory, ladies and gentlemen, just because th- the song changed. Like, like let's let's calm down. It's it, it'll you be- can only bask in his glory within the first few bars because that's when they say it. Okay, 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 yeah, right. And then the, it cuts off and goes to that terrible instrumental. Oh, well, he's not the only guy that got new music, you know. So it's it's it, 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 it it's it's making its way around. Uh yeah. So Keith Lee cuts him off or whatever, and Orton says, you know, we can do this, but later. So. Eventually, they have their match later on on Raw. Drew McIntyre gets involved, becomes a DQ. So at Payback, we're going to get Orton versus Lee. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. Um, What else happened on Raw? Shayna Baszler defeats Bayley via DQ. And Nia Jax and her have some kind of weird pairing. So it's going to be Nia and Baszler versus uh, Sasha and Bayley for the women's tag titles at Payback. Yeah, I don't know where they're going with this. If they are going to do an odd couple tag team championships and then take the titles off the Bailey and Sasha, and then we're going to go and they fight and they get into disagreements and stuff like that. But this is the problem with this one week turnaround. It's like they're just force feeding us storylines and just kind of the I mean, you could see that the Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler pairing was coming sooner rather than later, but they're just kind of hitting the fast forward button the 2x button on all these storylines right now yes 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 uh there was a kevin owens show segment he has alistair black as his guest alistair black doesn't say much he hits him with a black mask so it looks like we're getting an alistair black ko feud yeah alistair black i've been a big fan of his for a long time even back in nxt 
he he i mean i guess he was kind of a pseudo heel kind of in nxt but for the most part he's always been a baby face and i think right now how stale he is and how underutilized i think turning him heel going up against kevin owens i keep saying this if everything is booked properly and everyone just plays the role well and the story is cohesive this can be fantastic will it probably not but with alistair black turning heel if he wins this feud because i for some reason, just Kevin Owens can't get out of the starting blocks right now. If Aleister Black turns heel, wins his feud, he can go up to the next level and maybe challenge Drew for the title. I think that could be a lot of fun as well. The Black Mask versus the Claymore? Oh, yeah. All right, there was an arm wrestling contest. The world's strongest man, Mark Henry. Uh, he is the moderator, I guess, judge, coach, whatever. Um, so it's Apollo Crews who got new music as well. It sounds much better than whatever the hell that instrumental was. Uh, the U.S. champion goes up against Bobby Lashley in an arm wrestling contest. Apollo beats Lashley, then he gets the best of the uh, Hurt Business. Yeah, so we'll get Lashley versus Apollo this Sunday for the United States Championship. Can't wait. And I, I hate to say it, but what, how come like in this feud it feels like WWE just keeps like trotting out like different black legends and they just always like force feed them into like this feud i like I, ron simmons came out for like was a part of this for like no reason and now we got mark henry a part of this for like no reason okay we'll get d'lo brown on sunday hey that'd be dope i'm not gonna lie i'd, I'd pop for d'lo and do the little head thing yes sir um all, all right we have a uh, mickey james attack lana and natty um still i'm very upset with the way they've used mickey james Natty, until they have something better for you, baby girl, go back and do a YouTube show with your with your sister. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. You have anything on this? Not really. It felt like Mickey James was sent out there too early because Lana and Natty were uh, were dying out there, even though there was no crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh Jesus. Uh, Raw Underground. You have Bobby Lashley dismantle my boy Dolph Ziggler, and the Hurt Business takes over. Yeah, I feel like, didn't they do this, like, week one, and then they never went back to it? So, like, what the hell? Uh, they, they they show up when they want, you know. They, they have other uh, things they're doing, other acquisitions they're trying to obtain. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Brandon, you're, you're heading up NXT. I got to step away real quick. Uh, just get the people started. Get the people started. I'll be back. Brucey's time to shine, baby. I get to host the NXT segment. You should do this on Under the Radar, but, you know, Under the Radar kind of isn't a thing anymore. But we start off with the new NXT champion, Karrion Cross with Scarlett. They show up. They do their whole entrance. And Karrion Cross gets on the microphone, arm in a sling, cuts a promo. He said that he was going to beat Keith Lee, and he did beat Keith Lee. But in the process, he ended up hurting his shoulder. I can't remember if he actually said he separated it or not. But he did say that he injured himself, and the doctors will not clear him to continue. So he is going to have to relinquish the NXT championship. He put it down. He just happened to put it down right where there was a spotlight. Scarlet puts the uh, the sand. Oh, my God. I, I, I always forget what the hell the sand clock gimmick thing is called. But she puts it down, flips it over. So tick-tock, tick-tock. They're going to come back eventually. I mean, I forget exactly the timetable. I mean, if we can put it back similar to Finn Balor, 
I guess he'd be out for like four to six months, which is quite a long period of time. Karen Cross, it sucks. I was very intrigued to see what he was going to be as the NXT champion. Philip, are you back to talk about Karrion Cross relinquishing his NXT title? He is not. So then we're going to go on to the NXT tag team titles. We had Brizongo. Yes, my boys oh. finally won okay, the NXT back. tag team championships. Uh, I'm afraid I've got some good news. Shout out Wade Barrett, bad news Barrett back in WWE. Back on NXT, he talks about how Karrion Cross has to relinquish the title from the same injury he had to relinquish the championship from. I feel sorry for both of those guys. Karrion, get well soon. Finally, for the first time ever since they're pairing up about a couple years ago back on SmackDown, Brizongo have tag team gold. They defeat Imperium to become NXT tag team champions. I popped for it. I love it. Tyler Breeze finally got some gold in WWE. I'm, I'm happy, player. Yeah, it kind of sucks. Ever since the pandemic hit, we had Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne as NXT Tag Team Champions. They had to, well, they didn't relinquish it, but Pete Dunne couldn't show up because of the pandemic. So then we had the makeshift tag team of Matt Riddle and Timothy Thatcher, and that thing all blew up. And then Imperium is the champions. Imperium didn't really do much as Tag Team Champions. So then now we get it on Brizongo. I don't know what happened with Imperium. Obviously, with NXT UK starting up again, maybe that's why they're going to be going back to the UK to do stuff there. Well, I mean, overall, the match itself I thought was good, but the tag team scene in NXT just is not the same for what it was a few years ago. It is kind of sad. It is it, it is very sad, but, you know, they can rebuild in some way, shape, or form. Hopefully, man, hopefully. Then we had the debut, or not the debut, but the return of Tommaso Ciampa. He goes on and defeats Jake Atlas pretty decisively in a quick match, and then Ciampa... Beats down poor Jake, just beats him down. Very similar to what we saw last week with Cody and Mr. Brody Lee. Definitely put in the stamp that Tommaso Ciampa is back as a heel. I think when he returned from his neck injury, it was he was put in an awkward situation because the crowd, because this is back when a crowd was a thing, the crowd was going to cheer him. They're going to like him because of his story and the comeback. But now since there isn't a crowd, you can tell the story you want. Now Ciampa returns as a heel. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this. Jake Atlas, that's what you get for not responding to my email. Yeah. Uh Someone's salty. Uh, uh, Hey, I might be the salt of the earth. We get a promo backstage. We've actually had two promos backstage. We had Austin, or we had Bronson Reed cutting a promo. He gets interrupted by Austin Theory. They get into a little altercation. We also get a promo with Damian Priestley. New North American champion. He gets interrupted by Timothy Thatcher. So these two storylines, these two feuds seemingly starting right here. Phil, any thoughts on those two feuds? Uh, I've never actually heard Timothy Thatcher speak. I swear to God, I thought I, th- I thought he had like an English accent or something and he didn't. I was like, oh, Jesus, this is actually weird. Well, obviously you haven't been watching NXT and watching the Thatcher's Thatch can classes he's been putting on. I, I have not. Uh, this is the most NXT I've watched in quite some time. Um, Austin Theory, I'm glad he still has a job, you know? Maybe next week they'll explain why he's not, uh, trailing behind Seth Rollins anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, thus far I still haven't been super impressed by Austin Theory. I think I would just put Reed over, have him win, and maybe build on to him trying to get that North American title against Damian Priest. Then we move on, we go Mia Yim, apparently... 
was supposed to take on Mercedes Martinez. Robert Stone comes out with the Leah. Shotzi runs over Robert Stone with her tank. And then for some reason, because she does that, now Mia Yim has to face Shotzi. So didn't like the that beginning and that, you know, why that match took place. Because why would Shotzi just get a match because she ran over Robert Stone with the tank? I digress. We get my co-host Dominic's two favorite wrestlers in NXT. We get Shotzi. We get Mia Yim. And Shotzi ends up walking away with the win. Maybe a hint to a Mia Yim heel turn? Because the commentators were saying that Mia Yim looked a little bit frustrated. Yeah, I mean, you changed my boyfriend's music, I'm mad. I don't know, I don't know, I have no idea. Uh, shout out Shotzi, you know, that, that, that's town business, you feel me? Shout out, shout out Shotzi. Uh, I, I, I thought it was fine, I, I did, I did. Yep. Anyways, we get Mr. William Regal, who hasn't been on NXT recently we've only seen him on an ipad but he is here in person in at full sale to announce the what will happen with the vacated nxt title what's going to happen next week we're going to have the quote-unquote mount rushmore of nxt we're going to have finn balor johnny gargano tomaso champa and adam cole in a 60 minute iron man match different it feels like every time nxt is put into a corner they just throw a bunch of guys into a match and Boom. So we're getting that once again. Yes, I mean, the last 60-minute Iron Man match was Cena-Orton. I think it was, I want to say, Breaking Point 2009. Yeah. Um, listen, I mean, look at it. Adam Cole, the longest-reigning NXT champion of all time. The Prince Finn Balor, the second-longest-reigning NXT champion. Two former best friends, the Rebel Heart Johnny Gargano and the Black Heart Tommaso Ciampa, all vying for an opportunity to become a two-time NXT champion. I think Finn Balor takes it home. I am leaning Finn Balor as well. I just feel I keep wanting Finn to be more in NXT. Now we got Gargano and Ciampa. They have their whole thing going where both of them are heels at this point. So I wonder if maybe we get like a heel DIY thing. But it's just from what they did just a few like months ago. I can't see them getting back together and they should not come back together. So Adam Cole... He's always a wild card. I wonder if they're just going to go back to him because of the whole Keith Lee situation. Just go back to what you know. But I'm going to go with Finn Balor. Philip, maybe this is a discussion for another day. But if you were to just start with these four guys, who would be your Mount Rushmore? And who are you taking off and putting back on? Oh, Jesus. Um, I, I, honestly, I, I don't even know. Because I was thinking about this. So if we're starting off with these four guys, I will take off Gargano and Ciampa. Maybe keep out. So I'm going to keep Adam Cole and Finn Balor. And I think I'm going to replace them with Bailey and Sami Zayn. Oh, so got, okay. We're talking NXT Mount Rushmore. Okay. All right. I got you. I got you. What, uh, what kind of other Mount Rushmore do you think I, I was talking I, about? I, I thought you were t- maybe Indy Darling Mount Rushmore. I didn't know what was going on. Um, Yeah, I'll keep Finn Balor. I'll keep Adam Cole. And I think I'm going Seth Rollins and... Sasha Banks? Yeah. Why Seth Rollins? He was the first ever NXT champion. Simple. Sasha, she actually had a good run at NXT where there wasn't this BS of can't hold a championship. You know? And look, she had, she had me watching this thing on, like, WWE.com and Hulu. I watched it for her before she became the boss. Yeah. Next up in the penultimate match, we get Santos Escobar going up against Isaiah Swerve Scott for the 
NXT Cruiserweight Championship. The story going into this is Swerve was the only person that could beat Escobar since he has showed up on NXT. They have a, a long match. I think it goes like maybe 15, 20 minutes, something like that. And the finish is uh, Legado del Fantasma shows up, tries to do interference. That does not pay off, but they leave behind a luchador mask. Escobar puts on the mask, headbutt swerve, leading to the finish. I mean, we're going to get the loaded luchador mask. The only thing I did not like is I wish the commentators pointed out like they felt they were so stupid, like just point out the obvious obviously that's a loaded mask just like you don't have to spell it out but just speculate like come on guys yeah i that would have helped a lot you know i think was it vic joseph was like what's in the mask i think he said something like that i don't know all in all uh escobar gets the win over swerve i kind of wanted swerve to win i really did but uh escobar he he impressed me he 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 did I, i like i like both guys then in the main event, we get Dakota Kai, and not Sonya Deville Jr. She has a name, Philip. It is Raquel Gonzalez. Bro, she's Sonya Deville Jr. on this show. I'm sorry. If anything, she'd be Sonya Deville Sr. because she's much bigger than Sonya Deville. No, 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 no. She'll be SDJ for life. Or Sonya Deville's a second. How about that? I, 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 I can attest to it. I'll, I'll allow it. They go up and take on Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley kind of in this weird state of limbo to where she was feuding with Mercedes Martinez, but then at the end of the NXT Women's Match uh, takeover, she goes and makes a save, so then now she's feuding with Raquel Gonzalez. But in the end, the heels actually get the win. They said this going into the match. They are actually a team, so they will work together, and they will get the job done, and that is what happened. Dakota Kai and Sony are take off this damn thing off the script. Raquel Gonzalez... (laughs) Defeat Io Shirai and Rhea. Rhea, the one taking the pinfall loss here. Uh, the match was okay. It happened. I popped for Mercedes Martinez because I'm a big fan. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. Boom. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to hear from Chicle TV. Then when we come back, we're going to talk payback, and we're going to finish out the rest of the show. Hey, hey. Hey, what's going on, guys? Philip here. Look, there are so many channels out there on YouTube that do pranks and, and challenges and funny videos like That Just Happened TV, Nelk, and Love Live Serve. But why don't you look up Cheekley TV? Yes, Cheekley TV. C-H-I-K-L-E TV. It is a channel I started with my buddy Vinny a couple years ago, and we've done wrestling finishers in the public. He's done eating challenges. We've done pranks to people. It's a whole lot of fun. You know, when you go to YouTube, it is the thumbnail with the guy blowing the bubble. It says Cheekley TV right in the bubble. And look, you know, just sit down, relax, hop on YouTube, look up Cheekley TV, and... Ooh, a little bit of the bubbly. Crack open a little bit of the bubbly. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Cheekley TV, like, share, subscribe. It is the freshest channel on YouTube. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. So we only have four matches announced for payback, so here we go. Sasha Banks and Bayley defend the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships against Nia Jax. She's not like most girls. And Shayna Baszler. I go Baszler and Jax taking up the win. I'm thinking that's the way they're going. But I think maybe they just kind of blow up and maybe Nia loses. It's one of the things that like Nia and Shayna, neither one of them probably should lose. But if I'm going to pick one, Nia is the one that should take the pinfall here. But I will go with Sasha and Bailey, I know they're teasing a little bit of dissension. I don't know if this is going to be the breaking point. 
of their uh, their feud, their whatever relationship. But I will go with Sasha and Bailey to retain here. Absolutely. At least Sasha gets one championship. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, Randy Orton versus Keith Lee. I got Orton. I'm trying to be hopeful here. I'm going to go with Keith Lee. He's he's debuting. He's the big, bad, new guy on the block. Yeah, I know Randy Orton might have a title match coming against Drew McIntyre. But I think Keith Lee can get the win here. Maybe Drew plays a little bit of a distraction, so Randy Orton has a reason for losing. But I'm hoping that Keith Lee doesn't lose his, like, first... Well, technically, he lost the match, I guess, on Raw. But Keith Lee, I think, needs to win this t- this match to keep himself relevant and a big deal on Raw. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, next up, we have Apollo Crews defending the United States Championship against Bobby Lashley. Uh, I think Bobby Lashley wins the United States Championship again. You know, it's it's very interesting. All the men in the Hurt Business have all been the U.S. champion. Good for them. Now, the whole feud, I mean, it, it just kind of feels like it's this, it's so repetitive and it's the same thing every single time. I mean, Apollo Crews, it's like, if he wins, does he finally move on from the Hurt Business, and where does he go from here? But then if the Bobby Lashley wins, what is the Hurt Business doing? Because they're like doing the whole Raw Underground thing. I'm going to go with Apollo Crews, once again, just to kind of be different. Philip, is the title on the line for this? Because we are being very dis- we're being very different on all these picks right now. No, this championship is only defended for uh, pay-per-views that matter. What the hell was that? It's me putting a hole through my desk dude it's on the line for all out it's next week three title three title matches back to back to back let me go zero and three let me be charlie brown with the football damn it oh hey hey i don't know dude we never know we never know um all right and i guess it's going to be the main event it is going to be the fiend defending the blue universal championship against lebron Strowman and the big dog roman reigns put the title on roman we need the big dog back in full effect. Wreck everyone and leave, baby. Let's go. Is the mailman home or mailman at your uh, door? Oh, no. I'm sorry. That, that was me being a big dog. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. I will go with Roman Reigns to win as well. The Fiend and Braun Strowman, I think both of them shouldn't be champion. Now, the only reason I could maybe see the Fiend winning is if Braun does link up with the Fiend and they do that whole thing. But I think with Roman coming back, you have a little bit of momentum. I want to I'm actually wanting to see what they do with him on SmackDown to see what his character is like, if they change it up at all. But I'm going to go with Roman. He should win. Just put the title on him. Get out of this weird funk with Braun Strowman and The Fiend unless they do something to where The Fiend and Braun Strowman are the Wyatt family once again. And that leads to a one on one feud with Roman and The Fiend, which don't know if I really want to see that. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to see that either. All right, Superstar Spotlight. Who do we got? Who do we got? I'm giving it to Escobar and Swerve. I thoroughly enjoyed their Cruiserweight title match from NXT, and I I can't wait to see those guys step into the ring again. I will go with Keith Lee. He had a, a damn good match at NXT TakeOver, making his debut. I know I keep harping on the music and the attire, but I'm hoping that this can be a big week for him where he gets the win over Randy Orton. If not, I might, I might cry. Hey, hey he, he's one of, he's, he's one of my people. I'm, how do you think I'm going to feel? You know, 
But I picked Randy Orton anyway. It doesn't matter. All right. Uh, our promo pick of the week. Seth Rollins interrupts Shawn Michaels from Monday Night Raw, October 19th, 2015. Seth Rollins is the WWE champion at the time. And uh, Shawn is like, dude, if I had a nickel for every time somebody said they were going to be the next to me, I'd be a billionaire. And all this other stuff. And it leads to a pseudo-shield reunion at the end of the night where uh, Roman and Dean get Seth in their corner. And they go up. I think they go up against the Wyatts or something. And uh, Seth doesn't really do much, and he leaves the ring. Uh, Brandon, what are your thoughts on the promo? Yeah, this promo was kind of the best and worst of Shawn Michaels. Shawn sometimes tries to be the the kooky, crazy Uncle Shawn, and we kind of see a little bit of it in this promo. We also get kind of serious Shawn, where he you know he can do some good work. I mean, we saw him saw him last week or the week before, whatever it was, when he was doing the thing with Randy Orton. So it's kind of the best and worst of Shawn here. Absolutely. What's our uh, match pick of the week? Well, speaking of Shawn Michaels, we got Shawn Michaels taking on Razor Ramon for the Intercontinental Championship in a ladder match. We talked about it. SummerSlam 1995. This match isn't as highly acclaimed as the WrestleMania 10 ladder match, but this one is also different because both of them are baby faces and we actually get more than one ladder in this match. I know spot monkeys. They are good match. Maybe not as good as the WrestleMania match, but I think it definitely deserves to be spotlighted a lot more. Yes, 25 years ago today. Um, Brandon, you know, this today, this was my first time ever actually seeing this match. I've always heard about it. I, I've always seen the photos of Sean and the baby blue tights. I think Razor took more ladder bumps here in this one, but, I mean, the WrestleMania 10, it, it, it still holds up. This was okay, but... 10 was something different. I think 10 is more special because they only had one ladder. Yeah. Yeah. And now they had multiple killing the business. Killing the business. Yes, sir. All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, AEW comes on tonight, which means Brandon and I, between Friday and, and Monday, we will give you a recap of AEW Thursday night. I don't mind! Ladies and gentlemen, follow us on Twitter at BullyCast, Instagram, The BullyCast, YouTube channel, The BullyCast, email us, BullyCast2, as in the number 2 suite, SWET at gmail.com, every Thursday night from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m., 99.9 FM, Kate in Watsonville, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Spotify, Hedrion! We're all over the damn place. Uh, my interview with Anthony Trevino will be up tomorrow morning at 9 a.m., audio and video. Uh, he, he's smoking a doobie, don't, don't mind it. it, it was all a good time. Thank you so much, Anthony, I can't wait to go to Ugwall whenever you guys return. Brandon, I will talk to you Sunday for a recap of Payback. Put the title on the big dog. That's all I got to say. Stay clean, stay strong, stay safe. Diamonds are forever, and so is the microphone messiah. Red alert, this is gonna When your face is in the dirt, you'll know your death is what I This has been the Bullet Cast. Thank you for listening.